P. Ryan is in. One timeout for Cincinnati. And going deep into the end zone and caught by Chase. Oh, my goodness, what a crab. 34-yard touchdown throw. Burrow back to throw. Fires deep down the yeah. sideline. Chase wide oh, open. Oh, oh. Touchdown. Man. Bengals. Unreal. Hello and welcome to episode 186 of Cincinnati, the Bengals UK podcast. My name is Paul Hirons, and uh, I don't know why. I'm feeling slightly delirious, but I think I do know why. The Bengals are on the board, ladies and gentlemen. They win their first game of the season in New Jersey. And uh, what a win it was, but we'll discuss that in a second. But first, it's time to introduce... My pal and yours, Nathan Palmer. Nathan, hello. How are you, son? And it is good to get our first win of the season. And finally, we can pull the bones out of a win rather than all this off-season chatter and then a couple of pretty awful losses. So wasn't the wasn't the sexiest performance in the world, but um, it was what was it, needed, yeah. Nathan. Yeah. Sex isn't everything. Sex isn't no, everything. Right. It's all about, you know, there's much more to life than a bit of... Sometimes it's just about getting it done, regardless, you know. <laughs> exactly. Which is unfortunate to use that phrase in a sexual context. But <laughs> um, but sometimes, you, you know, it doesn't have to be uh, a rompe-pompe. It can be <laughs> soft and lovely, candlelit, walks by a river, hand in hand, as the autumn leaves fall off the trees <laughs> and uh, and form... A carpet, uh, a golden carpet, on the banks of a canal. Um, it can be. This is more of a like quickie in the morning. No, we're not going back to you, Marvin Lewis. Good sex anecdotes here. Uh, we're not going back to that. Uh, there's there's one for the for the regular old time listeners there. Uh, the Nathan's famous Marvin Lewis uh, comment. I think that's one that we should bring back for the two hundredth episode, which we are, of course. Honing in on, zooming in on, it's looming large on the horizon. But you know, there's plenty of football to talk about first. Um, but it is autumn, isn't it? And I like the autumn, I have to say, I do like the autumn, Nathan. There's a bit of a chill in the air, the nights are getting darker, and uh, football is on Sunday afternoons, Sunday evenings. Um, it's, it's just good all round, isn't it? I think. I do like the autumn as well, son. I think so, I think when it when it, after a while you start, you know, when it gets a bit too cold and wet and damp, it can get you down a bit. But there's something, there's something about being a, in a pub during the autumn and winter in there, like just you know being a bit warm in a pub and I don't know feeling a bit cosy and there's something there's something sexy about the autumn. I can't quite put my there you go it. again, sexy. You're obsessed. <laughs> Anybody would you there, imagine that you're something... sexually repressed? But, um... but this. <laughs> There's something that gets the juices flying in the old there. I'll put my finger on it. Absolute I don't think it is in spring. I don't, the spring animal, doesn't do yeah. that. 
the, the winter certainly doesn't do that. Even the summer, like I'm, I like the summer, but I'm, it's not my favourite season. I get a bit no. fed up with the summer quite quickly, and it's a bit too hot. And yeah, yeah. you know, there's some good days in the summer, but the autumn, there's something about it, son. I've said it before on this podcast. It's yeah, all, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. Something about the autumn. I agree. It's cosy. I think that's the word you were looking for, rather than sexy. Cozy, or was it? I maybe don't know. Not. Really, I d- yeah, maybe. I mean, they're quite different as words. Are you saying autumn gives you the horn? Have you got the no, autumn I'm horn? It, I'm not saying that. <laughs> I'm saying there's something like this. It's a bit exciting and fun about it, and there's a nip in the air, and yeah. you sort of can see Christmas on the horizon. That's, that's right. always quite yeah, exciting. Yeah, yeah. I'm down with it. I'm down um, with you know, I don't know. Like, I, think, it, the, I quite like the rain. I'm a man that likes the rain. You know, if it's raining a bit, I quite enjoy having a look at the rain and. You know, hearing the rain. I sometimes when I go to bed, I have that, the rain noise on. You know, when it's you sort of like the white really, noise. You are a man of many depths and layers, uh, Nathan Palmer. <laughs> I never thought that about you. I thought you were kind of, you know, summer sort of guy. But hearing the rain, how how meditative. Well, yeah, I, don't, I like the rain. Yeah, very good. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. You find out. Uh, I know uh, Dan Horde does his fun facts with Bengals players on the excellent uh, Bengals Booth podcast. I think he should have Nathan on because I think you would come up with some fun facts about yourself and you've just revealed one that you like to listen to rain music. Um, Do you know what? You're going a bit deep on that. Rain on a tent. Rain on a tent. Unbelievable noise. A little like pitter-patter, pitter-patter. Like, oh, I'm I'm straight asleep in about five minutes, son. Really? Because that keeps people up at night, especially when they're camping. Have you got a little little tent that you just set up somewhere on your balcony where you can just kind of go in on a rainy evening as it is tonight? Do you know what? Honestly, I'm not even joking. In my old flat, I set up a a tent on a roof one night when it was (laughs) tipping it down up there and watched a a whole Cincinnati Reds game in the pouring rain of a beer. And it was, I was about the most relaxed I've been in years. Was that, uh, did I visit that? That, uh, Yeah, you did. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah, That was an amazing balcony. Amazing views over London town. Um, well, uh, you're just a bit strange, Nathan. I think we should move on. Um, yes. well, what, a, what a start. What a start. Fun facts with Nathan Palmer. Uh, more next week. See, you learn something on this podcast. Well, maybe, I don't know. Right, let's get to some reazione. Reazione, reazione. Jets 12, Bengals 27. The Bengals advance, I think that's the American way to say it, to 1 and 2. Uh, while the Jets are also 1 and 2. But no, we don't care about the Jets, really. Um, very good. Oops. Um, just a really good, professional, solid, focused win, I thought. And do you know what? Throughout this game, I did not feel uncomfortable or under threat um, at any any time, I must say. Um, maybe the first series when the Jets scored, and, and but then as soon as we started coming out on offence, of course we won the coin toss and didn't defer. We decided to go for it, and that's probably the right decision to get everyone into. But showed intent, and I think that was the thing that really struck me early doors. They were showing a lot of intent. They were aggressive, focused, and uh, very intentional about what they were doing and trying to achieve. And for the most part, they 
they executed much better. I mean, it was just an all-round better performance, full stop, I think. It was. I still oh. think it was pretty scrappy. And I really don't... I think the Bengals were capable of a lot more. But I think ultimately it doesn't matter. Um, I, I, you've seen progress. And I think that's the important thing after two pretty horrific performances where they really felt like there were quite a lot of dust on them and they needed to sort of get it off of them. But there definitely was improvement. I mean, Burrow, you look at his stats, 275 yards, three touchdowns, no picks. I think looking at the stat line, it probably does him a bit of justice. I thought he did fairly well. I thought there were some bad throws in there. I still thought that his accuracy seemed a bit off. Um, I thought he was much better. He was much better, but, but I mean, again, it's not. I think the stat line slightly flatters him with three touchdowns, no picks, a couple of balls in there that could have been picked, and um, I still didn't think he was at his best. There was a couple of very good throws, especially in the first half, that on third down and going over the middle that he made that was he looked like he had a bit more confidence. He was very good. Um, he actually was able to evade a few sacks. Still held the ball too long, and on another day, a better um, defense might have had a few. Um, more licks on him. But I think he did improve, which was the the main thing I think everyone wanted to see. I think there was a lot of panic and anxiety and worry on Twitter this week, you know, after two bad performances that looked like we'd broken him, that can he rebound from this? Has he got, you know, is he... Is he, is he like starting to see ghosts or this chatter and that was a much better performance by no means perfect by no means the standard that we saw of him last year um down the stretch but it was an improved performance that i think we desperately needed to see um but i, I, I tell you what mate i i was sweating worried twitching my thumbs when he yeah. took that shot from was it sheldon rankins or yeah, someone like yeah, that yeah, and, yeah that was a knee and, breaker and, that was wasn't it that was naughty it was, from sheldon rankins. yeah i mean i feel i think it's not the first naughty challenge by the jets in that game i hasten to add yeah no true but i, I think they are difficult when the defenders go to the ground and you've got to grab at the legs in some ways or what else do you do you know you've got to he's trying to make a play i don't think i don't think that it, it looked dirty but i don't think it was intentionally dirty mm. um but yeah, not nice to see that. No. Always worries me when, you know, you see seeing Joe Boy um, go down like that. But he was better protected yesterday. I think he was only hit, sacked twice, a couple of hits. But mm. um, yeah, I just I worry for him, son. You know. Well, you know, you look at injuries all over the league. You know, look, Mac Jones looks as though he's going to be out for the Patriots. Justin Herbert playing with a some sort of rib crack. Uh, Jameis Winston is playing with a broken back, um, which is, I, I, it's kind of often. I you often think that Jameis is playing with a broken back, the way he sort of screws things up often. But just shows you, you know, there is a lot. Too of well getting a concussion, or, the, or apparently another back injury. That that was shocking. That was. That wasn't was it? weird. I mean, that was a horrific uh, piece, a, a bit of footage, wasn't it? He was. He looked. He'd, just been clocked by Mike Tyson a couple of times, didn't he? He was, or either yeah. that, or he just had twenty Manabrias and uh, <laughs> he was falling you know, out the, the thing, pub. The thing is with that, and I, I think this is where the NFL is very naughty across the board. Is any other position, any other player, any other position that takes a hit like that, receiver, running back cornerback whoever it is if someone gets up like that and staggers around then falls to the floor then gets back up then staggers around after a big shot where their head's clearly like thwacked off the ground 
they're out of the game. That's mm. just it. But because it's tour and oh, it's a big game, they've got the bills and pretty close and all, oh, you know, we're having a good season. They somehow like, you know, whether it's tour himself saying it's his back and misleading the doctors or whatever. I, yeah. I mean, if it is his back, I, you know, fair enough, but I, I it didn't look like a back injury to me. Um, yeah. I think the NFL so, are looking at that, aren't they? So, yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought Borrow was good yesterday. Overall, I thought his back shoulder passes looked, mu- you know, they're back. He was having a few problems with them the first couple of weeks. Um, but that first drive was really weird, wasn't it? I mean, we were driving nicely. There was a bit of a fancy dancy play, whereas a pitch to Mixon, who passed it back to Borrow, almost like a, a flea flicker, but not quite. Uh, and he chucked it down the sideline to chase it. Really, I thought he should have maybe caught that one, but. He had an interesting battle with uh, Source all day, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, God, goodness me, there was that uh, TD that wasn't, which was a nice little kind of fake to mix, and then a little shovel pass inside to Tyler Boyd that was called back um, uh, by a by a Cordell Volson penalty. Um, so they had to really battle to get into that end zone. Do you know what I mean? They made two long first third downs rather. Um, but yeah, once they did, I just thought they looked more. They looked as though they really meant business, and they were trying things a little bit differently. You know, lots of runs out of shotgun just to keep people off balance. Um, getting the passing game going, mixing things up. Yeah, I thought it was. I mean, it was it was an effective performance, and it, it, at times they looked like a little bit like they did last year, you know. And, and fair play, you know, great to see TB scoring a long touchdown. Uh, that was great to see. Uh, can, I, can I be can I be super controversial, Sam? Go on then. And I, I I don't know why I'm saying this really because I'm yeah. I'm really happy with one. I'm in a good mood with one, but I I really just think. The, if it wasn't for the, the way this defence is playing, I think the defence has been pretty good yeah. every week. Like, certainly outplayed the offence. And I think it was the defence last season in the playoffs, really, that yeah, outshone yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I agree. the offence. And I think because Joe Burrow is such a big draw and he's this glamorous player and he's fa- he is a fantastic player, there's no doubt about it. But I think that gets all the attention. But this defence, and I'll tell you who's playing at a serious standard, the two of them, is mm. Cheeto yeah. and Mike Hilton. Not the sexiest players, not putting up mental stats, but both just such solid, reliable corners, not giving up any big plays. You know, there was a couple of turnovers yesterday. Trey Hendrickson getting two and a half sacks, playing like an animal. DJ Reader, when he's been out there, has been fantastic. And I just think that... If it wasn't for the defence and the field position they're giving and the fact they're restricting the Jets to no touchdowns yesterday away from home, I really question what this offence would be doing if they had a bit of a porous defence that was giving up yeah, you know, yeah, yards. Yeah. Because these are three bad, bad teams I think we've played. The Jets aren't a good team, especially with Joe Flacco out there. They're, they're not really going to be a competitor this year. The Steelers certainly aren't going to be. Um, and then you obviously look last week, um, in that game, like you know, you'd argue that they were a little bit better, um, but I, I just, I just worry 
that, you know, apart from Dallas, who you'd say they've got a chance, I just, I, I, I worry that this offense is seriously stuttering against some pretty worrying teams. And I don't, I, I know, like, you know, they were better yesterday. And like I said, Joe Boy's stats flatter him a bit. The run game's not got going at all. Like it's been showing Joe Mixon yesterday, 24 yards off 12 carries. You know, you've had some mistakes. Jamar Chase yesterday, pretty, pretty shocking fumble. Um, I gave that away. I don't think that's his first this year um, either. Had 10 targets, could only make six catches for 29 yards. I still think he's a bit out of sync. I, I just think they've got, I hope that, I mean, it was better. So you've got to say that, but I really do think that if it wasn't for the quality of the defense at the moment, that, you know, that could have been a bit of a different game yesterday. And I, the, the Bengals kept sort of stuttering. They, you know, they had that play on fourth and one, which you just think, come on, guys, you've got to run that down the Jets' throat, pick mm-hmm. that up. They don't mm-hmm. get that. They almost let the Jets sort of back into it a little bit towards the end there. And I wasn't, I know you said before you were very comfortable the whole game and you felt like they should win because they should be beating the Jets with Joe Flacco. I mean, goodness me, you know. But oh, yeah, yeah. I wasn't, I wasn't that comfortable okay. for large periods of the game, even, you know, when they had the two score lead I just felt like the Jets were sort of hanging around and you look at what the Jets did last week you know they're at home I think if they'd had a couple of plays even at the end you know if that um, pass doesn't get picked off by Jesse Bates it gets caught by Elijah Moore there's a different story you know you all of a sudden you're thinking bloody hell like um, you know it's a one score game and you know there's like you know they've got an onside kick and whatever else like they did last week it wasn't I think it statistically looked a little bit flattering for the Bengals and I'm just I really hope they've got another gear in them because they'll bloody need it against the Dolphins this week yeah I mean I, I, do you know what though I, I do think um, I mean this you've got to take things in context and you're right we didn't play well the first two weeks and we lost to two teams that we probably could and certainly with the Steelers should have beaten um, if not for the calamity with the uh, long snapper there in the kicking game but the fact is you know there's no sort of linear straight road in the in an nfl season i don't think no i agree and you've got to take things week to week because people talk uh, talk talking a lot about the fact that this is the easier part of the schedule and we're facing you know the bills the chiefs etc do you see the bills and chiefs yesterday yeah no you're right you know and who's to say we're not yeah who's to say that we won't we're not gonna you know kind of come into this season like a supernova it might just be that it takes a little bit of time to get everything synced up everything everyone firing and build I up think you're right you know so but you are right as well we should be beating the jets frankly um they've got some decent players on paper i was kind of quite unimpressed by the jets actually their pass rush i'm a big fan of quinn and williams but he's a bit hot and cold i like kyle lawson we all love kyle lawson but he he didn't didn't look quite on it yesterday. Um, CJ Uzama, I mean, what the hell did he go to the Jets? He's like a bit part player. I know he's coming back from injury, but I don't know. I mean, yes, you're right. We should be beating the Jets, but we had to beat the Jets. That was the point yesterday. Yeah. And we're not playing lights out amazing at the moment. No. But we're showing signs that we're getting there. And I think yesterday's win and yesterday's performance and yesterday's result all goes to building a little bit of momentum and confidence and trying to get back some of the stuff that we had last year. And I did see yesterday some of the stuff that we had last year. But you mentioned two big talking points, I think, from 
the game yesterday. Let's start on a positive, right? Yeah. You mentioned it, the defence. Trey, oh, yeah, Trey Hendrickson got a 94.2 PFF yep. rating, which apparently is the highest ever for a Bengals defensive player since that That's time. impressive, isn't it, that? And that's with, it, with him with a hurt shoulder as well for large periods of the second half of that game. Yeah, absolutely. And he was, I mean, just showcase what he's all about, just his relentless motor. Yeah, he's incredible. He's not flash in terms of moves or whatever. You know what I mean? People talk about swim moves and, you know, things that are a little bit flashy. He is just relentless. And I don't know how he does it because he's not the biggest guy in the world, but... Goodness me, what a great, great signing. Another great, great signing. DJ Reader, who's been playing, I don't know. I'm a huge fan of DJ Reader. I know a lot of people aren't there, but are out there, sorry. But I am a massive DJ Reader fan. And this year, he seems to me that he's playing on a, on a, on a higher level, even than last year. And he was great last year, but... You, you've got to give a ton of credit to the Bengals front office and Lou Anarumu for the, 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 the recruitment on that defence over the last couple of years. Because he, I'd say he stepped up and played a fantastic game yesterday as Akeem Davis Gaither. He was excellent. Yeah, great shout. Yeah. Um, you know, he had nine tackles, I think, a couple of tackles for a loss. He was fantastic. And like I said before, the most under, those, all these guys on the defence that were brought in in free agency Von Bell, Mike Hilton, Cheeto, Eli Apples in there, Trey Hendrickson, DJ Reader, even some like Trey Flowers, BJ Hill, like they have done some serious recruitment. There's not one player there that you'd say has even been below average. You know, they've all been maybe Trey Flowers, you'd say, been bang out. There's nothing particularly flashy, but he's but a solid, more rotational solid. exactly. And he he's plays not really being certain, asked to do a turn, no, but, and he plays in well, certain specific situations. Yeah. And that's where you've got to perhaps look at what Lou's doing there, um, alongside the recruitment because they go hand in hand. But he's getting the best out of these guys. You look at someone like Eli Apple, people like laughing when we brought him in, thinking he'd be a bit of a rotational piece and he was washed up. He's been very, very good. You know, he's not been perfect, but he's certainly, we've got more out of him than I think anyone thought. And I, I give a ton of credit to these guys. And I know they're only playing against the Jets yesterday with Joe Flacco and co. Um, but they did a solid job. They didn't give up any touchdowns. They forced some big turnovers. They got, they, the pass rush got there. I think they had four sacks yesterday, which was very good. Um, they did what they needed to against you know a pretty weak um jets team now again they've not been perfect for the first couple of weeks but i think they've vastly outplayed the offense in terms of their their general performance yeah i mean you talk about cheeto he was superb yesterday and uh I tell him, you, him and mike hilton always are they very yeah, rarely yeah. you see in a game where they're getting picked on and some receivers absolutely you know having them over like they're, they're very good week in week out they're two very good players i'm, I'm really happy to have them on the team yeah, I mean, I really love Cheeto and and yes, Cheeto and yesterday he made the splashier plays. Um, but you're right, Mike Hilton turned up, Eli Apple turned up, Jesse Bates turned up. What a hit he laid on uh, on Garrett Wilson. I mean, really, ooh, nasty one right in the ribs, but entirely legal. Um, it's unlike some of the Jets players, shall we say? Yesterday, um, Von Bell was making plays in the backfield. You know, um, it was that secondary was really cooking yesterday, and, and then Logan Wilson with his interception. Um, yeah, really great. Two players I want to mention. Really good unit. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. Are, are waxing lyrical. Yeah, they yeah. they are doing really well. Two players I want to talk about. Um, Cam Sample played well yesterday. Got a sack. 
Yeah. Yeah. Again, notice Tim. It's always a good thing on defense when you notice people, you know what I mean? And I noticed Cam Sample yesterday. And um and someone who's been fairly anonymous and I'm sure he's been doing the hard yards and doing the dirty work inside, but BJ Hill showed up a bit yesterday yeah, as well. So it was great seeing BJ Hill. Uh, 83.1 PFF rating, so that seems to back my uh, observa- layperson's observation out. The other big talking point, though, yesterday on the negative, the flip side, is the running game. And uh, interestingly, uh, Samaji Pirine had a pretty good, bloody good day yesterday. Sorry, that was very... Had a bloody good day yesterday, didn't he? Bloody hell. Um Two receptions. That, that was a great accent. That. Thank you very much. Bloody good day. Uh, <laughs> Samar J. P. Ryan, two receptions uh, for 14 yards and a touchdown. Yeah. But crucially, nine carries for 47 yards with a 5.2 average right at the death when the game, not the game was on the line, but, you know, you, the Jets knew exactly what the Bengals wanted to do and run the ball. They hadn't been doing it. All day long. And then Pirine comes in and then just kind of barrels his way through holes and uh, looked, I wouldn't say unstoppable, but looked like a looked like a runaway lorry, really, didn't he? A big lorry. Um, well, especially because the Jets knew it was coming and that was the aim yeah. for us. You know, there's about seven or eight minutes or something like that left when the drive began. And the geezer was just, you know, they, the Jets were stacking the box. They knew we were going to run it. And he was just churning out those extra one or two yards. You know, every sort of two, three yards that we've been used to. He was getting four or five. He got a few sevens. It was a really impressive showing. Um, and it just looked like he was running a bit more sort of downhill than Mixon, just bat- barreling people over. He looked a bit quicker. He looked a bit more explosive hitting the hole. And... Well, the Bengals are one of those teams around the NFL that they've used Mixon a lot. You know, if you looked at the sort of top five teams around the league that rely on one running back and give him all the, you know, the high percentage of the carries, that's the Bengals. You know, they've very rarely used anyone else the last couple of seasons when he's been on the team. You've seen a slither of Samaj P. Ryan. You've barely seen anything um, of people like Travion Williams or whoever else. It's been very much they've relied on him. Now, he had... Last year, a pretty good year, you know, 4.1 yards a carry. You take that, 1,200 yards on the ground, and crucially, really upped his touchdown game with 13. But to start this season, it's been pretty worrying. You know, 2.8 yards a carry, uh, hasn't got anything really going um, on the ground, hasn't got a touchdown yet. And all of a sudden, you know, because he's got that hurt ankle, they take him out of the game, and you see someone like Samar JP Ryan come in and really just sort of carve up some pretty good yards at the death there. And I think that is going to ask some questions. You know, people are going to be looking at that. And certainly Zach Taylor and Frank Pollock are going to say, you know, maybe we give this guy a drive, you know, against the Dolphins. Maybe Mm. give him, you know, rotate mixing out, give him a bit of a breather, maybe use him, you know, more in the pass game, whatever that looks like. But I was really impressed with him yesterday. Um, And it's easy to point the finger of the offensive line as well. They're not giving mixing any holes. They're not doing this. They're not doing that. But, you know, everyone was saying this season, oh, they're going to be 10 times better. Or got to think of the the lanes that Karras and Kappa are going to, you know, carve out for him with Lyle Collins. And you can't say that's happened, Um, you know. So I I would definitely give Samaj P. Ryan a little bit more of a dose. And I'd say to the geezer, look, you know, you've earned it. You're fantastic on that last drive. We're going to give you a series. We're going to give you, you know, a couple more plays. 
and see if he can take advantage of it. You know, he'll be absolutely hungry and chomping at the bit um, to get those chances. And I think he did earn it on that final drive. I mean, there was a lot on Twitter saying, hey, look, you know, it's time to give, you know, what is going on with Mixon? Is the running game failing because of Mixon? Uh, you know, we're just seeing how Pirine is running. I mean, is it is it time to, as you say, give Pirine some more looks? Not saying bench mixing because he's obviously RB one, um, but kind of switch it up more regularly. I don't know. Is it because he was the right running back at the right time in the game? Because he, although Mixon's a you know pretty physical himself, sneakily physical, I would say. Um, P Ryan is your more physical kind of runner. The defense was tired at the end of the game. Uh, perhaps Mixon would have would have got those yards as well because of the situation. It's difficult to tell, isn't it, without actually yeah. sitting down and really analysing Mixon's play this year. Maybe he's trying too hard. Maybe he's not hitting the right spots. Maybe he's not hitting the holes. Uh, maybe he's trying a bit to be a bit too fancy-dancy and kind of twist here and there and cut back here and there, you know, when he's you know going against assignment, basically. I don't know. Uh, maybe he's hurt, you know. He, had, he did come off yesterday with a little bit of yeah. an ankle tweak, didn't he? But it's an interesting one going forward, and it is something we need to address because it would help uh, would help Joe Boy so much. And I, I the offensive the line, well. so much. Yeah. And the receivers, yeah. so much. You know, if teams yeah. are playing, you know, two deep safeties in that sort of cloudy cover two coverage... Uh, the way to bring them back up and expose that space on the backside, where where Chase and Higgins, you know, kind of make hay, is to to get the running game going. And if you listen to Paul Downey Jr. on hear that podcast growling regularly, you know he's fairly obsessed with this whole kind of light box uh, concept, where they are daring the Bengals to run the ball, uh, and we're just not taking advantage of that. So. We do need to get it sorted out just for variety, just for a bit of respite for uh, Joe Boy. And also, uh, it may just open up things for Chase and Higgins well, again. But. Yeah, and it also, it also complicates matters. If you're running the ball on like first or second down and you're getting nothing or you're losing yards or something like that, it just really backs up you know, what you can do and play calls that you've got available. I mean, you take out Samaj P. Ryan's 47 yards rushing yesterday and all we had was Joe Mixon's 12 carries for 24 yards. And meanwhile, you got Joe Boy with like 250, 275 yards, whatever he had before that final drive that we had of the game. So you, you do look at that and you just think, good God, that is not complementing that in any way, shape or form. No. So I, I just want to see, I really want to see more of Chris Evans as well. Like I know he had a catch yesterday and when he was like on the field and yeah. I think it was a catch for about four yards or something. But I just think... But he run... had his struggles in preseason. You know, yeah, he, he did, but I just runner. I think... He's a bit quicker and more elusive. So Samaj P. Ryan is a real like downhill runner. He's going to get. He was that is exactly what he did yesterday. And to be fair to Samaj P. Ryan, that's when you want him. He's fresh. He's at the end of the game. Yeah, exactly. He gets yeah, the yeah. tired defense and he bashes them down. Now, if you stick him in there against the Dolphins from the start and give him 15, 20 carries, I don't think we're going to see necessarily the same sort of performance. But 
do you think the Bengals could rotate the backs a bit more? You know, you want to give yeah, the lion's share to yeah, Joe yeah, Mixon. Yeah. He, he doesn't. He doesn't just become a bad back over overnight. You know, he had a pretty good season last year and got on the scoreboard quite a lot. But I'd like to maybe just see Chris Evans come in and you know on a design play get you know be shifted. To, you know, just give him something like work the oh. game around him, bring him in, give him a couple of carries, get keep Mixon fresh because again, it's like with Joe Burrow. It's like if we just keep running Mixon, Mixon's not, you know, he's been in the league now five, six years. He's taken some, you know, pretty big hits over the year. He's not getting any younger. I know he's only 26. And for me to be saying that at 32 is, is quite rich, but he, you want to try and keep him fresh, especially if we're going to go, you know, down the stretch here and going to play 21 games again. You know, if you can save the geezer and give Chris Evans a few touches, give Samajo P. Ryan a few touches. I know he wants his stats fixing and he wants his bonuses and all the rest of it, but we need him fresh. And if these guys offer a bit more and a bit more dynamic and perhaps the defence hasn't done their you know, watch the much tape on these guys. It is a little bit of a different offering that I mm. think could shake it up a bit. And, you know, maybe if it gets back on track, then you give him a bit more of the carries um, later in the season. But I definitely think something needs to change there because it is hurting that offence. And they did try it. They tried mixing it up. They certainly ran out of shotgun a hell of a lot more. So it was a bit less predictable. Well, they gave Chase a couple of carries. Well, I was well, going to say, they? if all else fails, just stick Jamar Chase in the backfield. Because... He, did. he had two carries for minus two yards. I know. You can see what they're trying and... to do. They're, they're trying to do a Debo Samuel on yeah, him, yeah. really. But um, anyway, I'm just going to draw a line on the Jets game um, because we've got lots of correspondence and we want to talk about the Miami game a little bit. Um, that was a touchdown for T. Higgins, without any shadow of a doubt. What the hell were they playing? I know there's some some bullshit rule that they had to adhere to about heels or something like that. But that guy, did you see how high T. Higgins leapt in the back corner of the end zone to and to come down and tap his toes in the corner was incredible. And how that wasn't a TD, I will never know. Shame on the NFL for not making these rules clearer and just being stupid idiots. <laughs> I, I I don't know, man. I I think oh, I don't you what, start bloody. Yeah, hell. I can see why they didn't give it, and it was ruled it was ruled incomplete on the field. So I get that. You know, there's got to be overwhelming evidence that he's definitely in. I mean, his toes are in, but then if he, the back of his foot touches down out of bounds, then obviously it's not a touchdown. But I don't think you could definitively see if the foot definitely touched down oh, at the back. I disagree. Um, disagree. But like you said, I mean the geezer. Was at a serious altitude there when he when he went up to get oh, that. I mean, he was he was he was, connect, he was connecting him with air traffic control. He went so high. He you know, was. But. He was. He was. Right. Let's let's. Uh, that's me and Nathan's uh, verdict on the game. Uh, a very, I think we both in agreement that it was a a very solid, good and much needed win. I was more, well, maybe more enthused than Nathan, but I I I I think we both very relieved and uh, applaud the guys for pulling that one out of the. The old hat there. Uh, so that's what we think now to hear what you think about it all. You can get us uh, at Hooday underscore UK on Twitter, Bengals UK on Facebook. Uh, let's kick off with Jamie at Trequart Beaster. Well done, Zach, for adventurous play calling during the first half. Jets adjusted to cover till we found that egg uh, tough to crack. So work in progress, but need to lean into identity. Mixon struggled again. Maybe share more carries about. Satisfactory performance, though. Uh, yep, yeah, absolutely. VB at Von Blade. 
Solid handle. Loved the fertile play calling. Not so keen on the wide receiver screen on fourth and one. I think you mentioned that earlier, didn't you, Nathan? Uh, worried about the long snapper. D was great. Not worried about Mixon. He's too good for this to last. Going to be tight on Thursday. Interesting about the long snapper. He's done well, yes. uh, Caladomatis or Adomatis. What, what did uh, the commentator call him? Adamitis. Yeah, I was going to say it was like Adamitis or something. Which sounds it? pretty nasty that you'd have to go and get removed or some sort of uh, anti-inflammatory tablet for that. But um, yeah, it was a bit of a dodge snap. And again, McPherson sort of shanked it and he left. And um... well, McPherson's going to be fuming, really, any because <laughs> I know, I, right? I mean, it's hard because the one yesterday. I mean, I, I I saw. I think you were the one that said it, or it was a dodgy snap, or someone else. I, I haven't looked back at it. It looked mm. okay to me. It was okay, but it was just slightly, slightly to Huber's body rather than in a straight line. Right. And um... but but you you do look at like obviously the Steelers one and that, and you're sort of looking at you know are these on McPherson? I mean, are they not? It, it's hard, isn't it? Mm. Because obviously. You know, I mean, we had, do you remember we had this situation like long, long time ago? Bradson Lewis, do you remember that? He was like, reliable yeah. as hell for years, yeah. fantastic long snapper. And then he almost got the yips, didn't he? And he missed a couple and yeah, he was yeah, all yeah. over the place. And then that was it, that. And obviously Clark Harris, I think, was the next. I don't know if it was Clark Harris, but he certainly wasn't long after that mm. he then took the reins. But it's something that you what you don't want to do with it is throw McPherson off because it but obviously in the past of Clark Harris you knew the ball was going to be there on time Kev's going to bring it down and you know McPherson could just worry about the kick and where he's putting it whereas if he's got to worry about well you know I might have to slightly alter my run up or you know you've got to worry about where it's going that is gonna just get in his head a little bit and you know what these kickers are like they need routine they need everything to they be do. on point it's like Absolutely. Swiss timing isn't it so yeah Oh, yeah, you, we just McPherson's such a good player, and he's got a leg absolute cannon. So I just we don't need that to become a, a common issue, you know. No. Michael Smith at conniving underscore crow. Solid handle. Good win, and said something that was a particularly deep and Barry White solid handle there. I thought <laughs> good win and sets up nicely for Thursday against a shattered Dolphins team. I have, oh, that's a bit uh, much there. I'm not sure about shattered, but, well, I think he means tired rather than broken into tiny pieces after that heat-sapping victory against the uh, the uh, the Bills. I have two concerns, though, says Mike. One, the run game just can't get going. Two, Bengals fans heading out for the Panthers game are going to get screwed uh, thanks to the cluster F, that is the UK government. He makes specific... Um, Reference to the pound to dollar uh, scenario at the moment, but uh, you may disagree. Tell you with what, to all our American listeners, the US dollar is very strong at the moment. Get yourself over to Europe or yeah. specifically the UK, and you will live like a king or queen. R.I.P. Uh, you may just <laughs> um, Andrew Dockerall at Dockers seventy seven still worryingly bad versus light boxes in the run game. So good to start fast and strong. Never looked in doubt. Bigger challenge uh, for TNF, but short week road game. I'm excited. Let's hashtag finger the dolphin cheese. Now that mean that might mean nothing to you, but if you watched yesterday's online tailgate, Dockers was there, and that phrase has more meaning. Uh, slam dunk at slam dunk the funk 
Solid handle. A win on the board. We have the momentum, and uh, that should boost our confidence for the Dolphins on Thursday night. Good to see Trey lighting it up, and the defence looks solid. Hopefully DJ was a precautionary sit-out this moment, uh, this week, and we'll be back soon. Run game looks lacklustre. Who day? Who day, Dunk? But yeah, you're right about DJ Reader. It was kind of heart and mouth time, wasn't it? But it looks... I mean, we were waiting Zach's uh, Monday press conference... Uh, so we should know a bit more uh, about DJ's condition, but it doesn't look too serious, which is the main thing. But I would, I mean, I'd be surprised. I mean, very happily surprised, obviously, if he made this Thursday's game against the Dolphins. But yeah, good news. Good news that he he is not. Doesn't look like a serious injury at the moment. I'd be super cautious with DJ. You know, he's he's such a cog in this defence and a vital player, and we need him. Um, you know, down the season. I was just so happy yesterday that it wasn't, you know, a season ender and he was being carted off the field because that would have been absolutely, absolutely awful. So, yeah, absolutely buzzing for him that it doesn't look too bad. Matt Gibbs at Wait. I am going to get a DJ Reader jersey, I've decided. Yeah, it's a good yeah, shout. Yeah, he's my favourite player at the moment, I think. Uh, Matt Gibbs at Wakey Ram. I was yesterday years old when I realised there isn't a play caller named Iron Eagle. Solid win against poor opponent. Run game maybe biggest issue. Get well, DJ. Uh, is, this, is that his name? Iron Eagle. I always thought it was Ian Eagle, but Iron Eagle. What kind of name is that? Is that a solid handle, Nathan? Oh, Iron Eagle is. But this is what I mean. Are they, are they saying Iron as a nickname, or is it just the way they pronounce Ian? I don't know. I'm going to have to look into this one. Oh, calling someone Iron is a bit. Uh, well, it's a bit like, I don't know, is that a good thing? I don't know, it's a bit, just a bit odd, isn't it? I like odd names, but Iron, not sure. Um, um, Richard Dixon at Lord Rixendale. Solid end. Good result, very welcome. One thing worries me a bit, and it's not specifically Bengals related. Okay, uh, Lord. T Higgins looks like he was... Concu- T Higgins looked like he was concussed last night. Following on from a confirmed concussion two weeks ago, it was scary to see him back out there. This combined with a tour situation last night is particularly concerning. What's happening with a concussion protocol on the NFL? They've got to protect these guys better. And that jet safety should have been ejected for the hit on T. It was disgusting. Uh, I mean, I'm not an expert on the concussion protocol, and I'm certainly not an expert on how you administer that or whatever. I mean, I'm, I'm pretty sure with T, I mean, by the looks of it in the locker room, he got a pretty fat lip from that uh, collision. Uh, but I, I genuinely don't think they would have let him on the field if he was struggling and um, and didn't pass the protocol. But I don't know, uh, Lord. And also, being a Lord, were you invited to the Queen's funeral the other week? I'm not sure. You tell me. Um Rob Hill at surely this season. Um, we solid were, handle. We a late solid handle there for you, Rob. Uh, we were as good in the first half this week as we were bad last week. Great to see Joe throwing it early and sharing it around. Very worried about Reader losing him would uh, leave a big hole. Literally, still think with the next two fixtures that we are going to regret that Steelers loss. Well now. Uh, Matthew at our Matt everybody loves a win great to see some aggressive play calling Mixon looks in a funk at the minute there are often holes open he just isn't seeing we're also now the proud owners of the NFL title belt 
for at least one more week. Um, what does he mean, title belt? What does that mean? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know what that means, sir. I don't know. Um, tell us what you mean, Matt. Um, Dan Waite to DNKY to finish things off. Delighted with the win, says Dan. Fingers crossed DJ's all right. Noises from after the game sounded positive. Would like to see more from the running game. I mean, that is a, a lingering theme. Everybody wants to see more from the running game. And um, so, uh, yeah, I mean, let's hope we, we see it. Let's hope we see it. Uh, obviously, it's a short week this week. We don't have an online tailgate for Thursday Not Football uh, for obvious reasons. We're certainly not bloody tailgating at about midnight. Uh, on a Thursday night Um, and also even if we were to do it on Thursday evening uh, I think many people who are going to be staying up and it is a 1.15am kickoff time here in the UK if if you are staying up I would imagine that you're going to be employing some pretty severe napping strategies around the time we might do an online tailgate so the tailgate will return the uh, not the Sunday immediately afterwards but the Sunday following Sunday week I think it's called um, before the Ravens game which just happens to be another night uh, late kickoff but we will be uh, doing an online tailgate early that evening uh, so the Dolphins hot as hell hot um, hot to trot at the moment waddle Tyreek Hill already talking shit about Eli Apple. I I really don't like Tyreek Hill. I think he's a bit of a uh, type of person for his past misdemeanors and his. Oh, I don't like him, but he's a heck of a player. And uh, can I ask you a question, Sam? Yes, you can. Just doing my research for the <laughs> podcast this week, you can have a little yeah. look at the round. How on earth did mm. the Dolphins beat the Bills? You look, I'm looking at the stats for that game. Dolphins total yards 212, yeah. Bills 495. Yeah. Dolphins first downs 15, Bills 31. Time of possession 19 minutes 20 to 40 minutes 40 seconds. I, you know, there's only one. And also, the, bill, the, Bills the Bills ran twice as many plays as the Dolphins, at least, yeah. I think. So I just think the Dolphins are that explosive. Um, they do some nice things on offense, not just with the speed of uh, Tyreek Hill and J- Jalen Waddle, who looks terrific, doesn't he, in his second year. Um, they do some nice little things. So I just think they're explosive and they're, you know, you just can't let them off the hook because there's a lot of speed there that scare, well, it does scare a lot of teams. So, I mean, they're potential to be scary, but I just think we've got to go into attitude-wise uh, exactly as we did against the Chiefs and just hang in there and trust that our guys are going to make some plays. We've got a decent secondary, I have to say, and schematically Lou has shown that he can shut down pretty high-powered offences. So I'm really looking forward to the to the game. It's the Ring of Honor game we should mention as well. Uh, I mean, Willie Anderson and Isaac Curtis, two very worthy recipients and in inductees, I wish I was there. I know some people who are going to be there. And also shout out to Ben, Ben Ayres, and uh, Benji, and Stu, and Vicky, who were out um, in New York at the weekend. I think Stu and Vicky are going to go on to Cincy to see that Miami game. I mean, we've got little images and little videos from the Bengals social team at the moment showing that uh, the grounds people 
uh, page called Painting the End Zone White. It's got, I think it's going to be a white out. It's going to look fantastic. How good did those white helmets look in practice last week? I'm excited for the game. I just, I mean, if we may be two and two at the end, within a week, we may be. And I think we're just like two point favourites, I think. I think it's going to be a cracking game. I'm, I'm backing us in this game. I think the Dolphins have had some very, very good wins. They've been very smart. They've played some good football. But I really do think we can get in there. You know, Tua's been pretty solid. Um, obviously, they've got the speedsters. But like you said, we've got a fantastic secondary. We'll be coming off a win. Um, short week. I think it almost favours us in some ways as we're sort of shaking the dust off. Hopefully, we can go to another level. The team are also going to be very respectful of the Dolphins. The first opponent we've had this week, um, this year that have come in that you're looking at thinking, you know, oh, actually, this could be a real tight one. It's not a game where we're sort of seven points plus favourites. Um, so I think there'll be that'll give a slight bit of spice to it. Um, I, we need to win. I mean, I, I'm less worried about our schedule now. I know at the start we were saying, oh, you know, there's going to be a lot of games in there that, um, you know, are going to be quite tricky. But uh, if we do lose and go one and three, while that looks awful on paper, there's a few games during the schedule now that we, before you would have said might be quite tricky and actually they don't look too bad. Like you look at the Patriots and the Bucks don't look as good as I thought they might do. The Titans are the same. You've got some very winnable games in there against teams like the Saints, the Falcons and the Panthers that you back yourself against. Um, obviously the Steelers as well. I know that's on the road and it's prime time, but yeah, I'm a little bit more optimistic now moving down the schedule that we, we can pick up wins down there. You know, the Dolphins, it will be a tough game. We're, we're traditionally not great, are we, on um, the primetime games? But it'd be a good statement marker. And you look around the AFC, there's only one team, the Dolphins, that are 3-0, and that are unbeaten. So if you were to get a win on them, you'd literally only be, what, one game back? Um, off of anyone in the whole of the AFC after the weekend was over. So, um, yeah, I, I think it's a it's an exciting position for us to be in to take on a team like that and really put a marker down. Um, and I really hope the boys rise to the occasion. Yeah, me too. I do. I'm just looking at uh, the painting of the pitch at the moment, and I think it's going to be a really special atmosphere inside that stadium on Thursday night. Big wit's going to be there for Thursday night football. Oh, I can't stay up for it, though. I just can't do it anymore, Nathan. I'm in Croatia, so it's going to be 2.15 in the morning, so I really don't know if I can either. I might try, but it gets silly o'clock, doesn't it? We are five by the time I get to bed. But prediction for you, Sam, this is my hot take for this game. Jamar Chase, 200 yards in this game. That would be fantastic. I think he goes nuclear and has a massive game. I think Joe Boy goes for 450 yards. And I think oh, yeah, it's going to be I really think... interesting, isn't it? Because all the attention at the moment is on uh, Chrissy Waddle and also Tyreek Hill. And, uh, and it's not... It's quite unusual for the likes of Chase and Higgins not to be headline material going into a game. Do you know what I mean? So... It's kind of nice for a little little while. I hope we can silence them. Um, it's going to be, uh, I think, I want to say that we're going to edge it. Uh, so I will. I think we're going to edge it. How about that? Um, but anyway, that's all to come. A lot going on this week. Um, fantastic to see Willie and Isaac get. Uh, if you don't know who Isaac Curtis is, honestly, get onto YouTube and watch some clips of him. What a player he was. So absolutely um 
a uh, uh, a worthy recipient. And also, uh, we're getting no Pro Bowl anymore. Just real quick, Nathan, um, um, we're not getting any Pro Bowls anymore. We're getting something called the Pro Bowl Games, which sounds a bit uh, a bit like Daily Thompson's Decathlon, if uh, if you know that from back in the sounds day. Like, it sounds like it's a knockout. Exactly. I want to see people dressed as massive people trying to knock each other over. Um Andrew Docker did ask us a question. Maybe we'll we'll ask it now and then we can return to this in next week's podcast. Um and it's all to do with the, there's going to be a flag football tournament in this Pro Bowl weekend or you know whatever. Uh, who's your seven man squad for flag football Bengals only? Let's say it's a five aside. You need one QB, one blitzer runs from 7 yards unabated at the quarterback and four wide receiver stroke four dbs um do you want to go at that now um yeah all right i the blitzer i've actually thought about this i think it's going to be carlos dunlap because oh, he could be anyone from history well he says i asked that and he he says i think this is a dig at me more than any Anyone, your choice, but remember the pod audience is mostly under 40. So, um, <laughs> so I with that that in mind, I'm gonna go Carlos Dunlap because he's very athletic, good in coverage as well. He's got a good get off. Um, I, I've got one for you, Sam, and you're gonna be fuming that you haven't said this. Go on, I go Michael Johnson. What an absolute animal! He'd be massive, straight out of the thing. You know, he'd be running at serious speed, wouldn't he? Long arms. Yeah, that's no true. No one to tackle him. That's he'd true. get him. We could go Trey Hendrickson. He's pretty quick off the the mark, isn't he? What about a quarterback? I don't know with with flag football. I'm not an expert with flag football. Do you need to be athletic as a quarterback? I guess if someone's running at you unabated, probably. All right, in that case, I'm going to go, go Ryan Fitzpatrick. He's quite no, fast, no, I'm isn't going. He? I'm going full controversy here. I'm going Achille Smith, <laughs> arguably the most athletic uh, quarterback that we've ever had, but also not very good at throwing the football. Um, I, I think I think I'm going to have to go Joe Boy, Andy Dalton, and Carson Palmer. Not very mobile. No, that's um, true. They're the only Ryan Fitzpatrick's quick. Yeah, yeah. He'd be my second choice, maybe. Oh, okay. But okay. I think Joe Boy on just on pure talent, and he's pretty shifty. I think he'd be all right. Okay, so my team at the moment is Akili Smith and Carlos Dunlap. You've got Joe Boy and Michael Johnson. <laughs> Four wide receiver stroke defensive backs. Um, I will go. I will also go Isaac Curtis because he's topical at the moment. I will also go uh, T Higgins, I think. Um, and I will also go, because I think he's got some... I'm going to go Cheeto because he did play offense, actually. So I'll go Cheeto. That's a good shout. And I'm going to go with Chad Johnson because his twitch is insane. He's the twitchiest wide receiver that we've ever had. So that that's my four. Ooh. Um I'm going AJ Green. Yeah. Chad. Yeah. I'm going Rogue. I'm going Delther O'Neill. <laughs> <laughs> nice, I like it. I used to I used to love him. He's a good player back yeah, in the yeah. day. He, he's a bit, bit spicy back there. And then finally, I think you'd probably have to go Chase for the speed, wouldn't you? But yeah, that's true, that's true. I think Chase, yeah, because otherwise... Or maybe, maybe... Actually, take Delfro Neal out. I'll yeah. take him out. I'll take I'll swap him with Mojo, Marvin Jones. I'll chuck him in there. Oh, nice shout. That's a good shout, actually. 
Okay, there you go, Dockers. A bonus question answered right at the death. Um, that's it for now. We'll be back next Monday with more. Uh, we'll be dissecting the uh, Dolphins game. Let's hope we can uh, reconvene at 2-2 two and because two, that'll be fully seasoned back on track, I think. And I hope yep. some nice results uh, in the rest of the division because we do have a divisional game the week afterwards. But we're getting ahead of ourselves. Have a great week. Have a great Thursday night if you're staying up for it. You're insane if you are. Um, so, until next week, it's a who day from me. And a who day from me. Cheers, guys. And it should also be noted that the views and opinions expressed within this podcast do not reflect those of the Cincinnati Bengals organisation.